people just want simplicity. Like, this is the window you can eat within, or don't touch carbs, or you know, whatever it may be. Um, the watermelon diet, just eat watermelon. Like, they want simpl- simplicity because it's so the, the industry is so overcrowded with so much bullshit. So people just like want to know. Okay, I need to just do that, and then it'll work. Um, but unfortunately. Is it going to be sustainable? Welcome to the second episode with Ash Fitmom, where we touched on the benefits of protein, intermittent fasting, and finding your own sustainable approach to living healthier. To give you context, I used to love doing things in extreme, and it's only been the past five years that I've been able to find more balance and not have endurance races completely consume me. I've seen a huge transformation, both physically and mentally all because of following the exact methods and principles that Ash coaches, which is why I'm so excited to have her back on stream. Ash is a certified personal trainer who created the FitMom community over seven years ago and continues to coach hundreds of ambitious women seeking healthier and happier lives through the FitMom app, FitMom Forever one-on-one coaching, and her most recent offering, the FitMom Strong Challenge. If you are interested in knowing more about the Fit Mom Strong Challenge, which is Ash's biggest program yet, then head on over to fitmom.online or at ash underscore fitmom on Instagram. Join in on the challenge starting the 5th of September. If you are listening to this episode after that date, don't worry, Ash has some epic programs and challenges lined up. So best you go subscribe to her email list so that you don't miss out. Let's get into today's episode. So welcome back, Ash. I think um, following last our last episode, that was very much just a taster getting into the conversation around weight loss, your sort of journey, as well as touching on calorie counting. Um, and today we're going to chat a bit more about specifically protein benefits that um People and as well as yourself have have witnessed with protein. We can touch on intermittent yeah. fasting, self sabotage. We'll see where the conversation goes. But yeah, all all, the, all the, the nice meaty topics that women definitely need to to hear more about. Totally, and I think it's so hard to discuss it all in a short little episode. And also, yeah. what's hard is of course you coming from a qualified background, I'm just coming from a very inquisitive um, wellness enthusiast, but there's so many angles and avenues we could take, like on its own. Um, I could talk for days or ask questions around that for hours, just based off of my own like ups and downs and experiences. 100%. No, I think um, as women, we're pretty complicated. But I think that's the approach with the my one-on-one coaching that is so unique in that I don't just look at, okay, are you getting stronger? Are you losing weight on the scale? I kind of look at the holistic picture, which is all of that. Hormones, um, so your menstrual cycle, libido, um, sleep, stress management, all of that plays such a role in your weight loss journey. And it's so many people kind of just discount those elements, but they are as important as your workout. Mm, totally. And I, that was actually the first thing that I wanted to chat about was one's environment, because I know just personally throughout my life, I've 
kind of not put a lot of emphasis yeah. on how much my environments influence the stages of my life and, and my health. Um, and it's easy for us to point fingers and be like, it was when I was in that relationship or it was because I was working next to that colleague. But a lot of the times it is, I think what's helped me is just acknowledging that, acknowledging that I'm a very yeah. easily influenced person. Very. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I was listening to a podcast the other day where a psychologist was talking about sugar and how we we brought up like everything with sugar in it is bad. And I'm not promoting eating sugar by any stretch of the imagination. But we actually as humans are hardwired to go for sugar because back in the day when we were cavemen, it's a carb, it's high energy, it's something we would automatically just eat because we wouldn't know when our next meal would be so it's very hard if your pantry is full of chocolate chip cookies and all the things that you know you're going to want and crave and binge on I mean for some people it actually works better to set themselves up in that environment to rather not have that stuff in the house and rather choose it so okay if I if I am going to have my Kit Kat today, go to the shop and buy it <laughs> instead of having 20 in your cupboard waiting for you. Um, because it is as humans, it's hard. It's very hard to to kind of ignore those those natural sort of cravings. Totally. And I think that was that's also something and when I just say about easily being influenced, if we can just acknowledge at different stages when we felt better and what personally works for us. And I know it's such a cliche to say but really like I often reflect on my sort of health journey in the past two years and asking like Rocco why do you think it is that I look and feel my best at 35 compared to any other stage of my life even my sports days at school even my like wellness like really like almost obsession when I got into the starting my own businesses now it's I'm more balanced I don't feel like I want to jump onto a diet or clean eat every Monday or that whole cycle that we spoke about before and I think a big part of it as well is acknowledging the environments I've been in and that I am easily influenced when it comes to food I'm I'm half Italian food and the connection with food is like it's still like I don't want to uh, and I'm and I love not the God that I've gone on this new journey that I know you also talk about a lot is like not demonizing food, not excluding sugars and all these things. Because when I did do that, when I did jump on fatty diets, I totally bombed. And I would go and one wow. that wasn't enough. It was like, ooh, sugar, my body doesn't know what this is. Yeah, 100%. I think that's just what I preach is like, yeah, I'm not saying live on sugar. I mean, 80, 85% of your diet should be a wholesome, nutrient-dense food. But one Kit Kat, even a day, is not going to kill you. Um, and if that's what you need to do personally on your journey in order not to hit Friday and eat 20 Kit Kats, then do it. Put it into your calories. Know that a two fingers of Kit Kat's really not going to break the bank, the calorie bank. And um yeah, it's just a much more balanced approach. So I think as soon as you do anything extreme, it's going to be unsustainable and you are going to bomb. Um, and also what I was going to say, why you feel better, like I think in your mid-30s is because with age comes wisdom. And I think you've worked really hard at educating yourself in this space because it's something that really interests you. And it's exactly the same as me. I mean, um, a decade ago, I definitely 
thought I was living a well-balanced, healthy life. But if I look back now, um, running 90 kilometers a week, completely injured, and then thinking I could out, outrun my fork and just eating everything that I could. I, didn't, I wouldn't say I necessarily ever have eaten badly or processed foods, but I had no idea really from a calorie point of view what I was putting in my mouth. So education is huge. It empowers you and it takes you takes you a long way on this journey. Um, there's also another thing just in terms of your environment, which I want to say. So I think James Clear has a, such an amazing quote and it's, um, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And I love that. I think it's so powerful. So you can have this goal that you want to lose 30 kilograms, but rather focus on the environment and the systems, put the habits in place to get you there, as opposed to just starving yourself to or doing something extreme to get there. Rather focus day by day on the systems, and that includes your environment, your support system, um, to get you there so yeah, yeah. I think it's quite power- powerful I love that and I also love James Clear and his book um, I uh, love it and just talking about those habits uh, the one thing this winter that really helped me it's the first winter in years that I've consistently woken up at five and gone to the gym obviously they're all wow days. no but <laughs> five <laughs> I'm not a morning I'm not a morning person, so when I get into the gym at seven, I'm like, I fist pump myself. You're already done by then. <laughs> no, well, do you know what the difference is? Okay, first of all, we don't have kids in the house. This will definitely change. Yeah. And also, I know my optimum is morning. I know optimum for me yeah. is anything, two to three o'clock, I crash. Like now, two o'clock, after this, I'm brain dead. Yeah. Capacity-wise, yeah. I don't leave certain work for this time of day. But yeah. um, that was also habit-forming. And James Clear's uh, like advice on just get up every morning, go to the gym, even if you are. There have been mornings that both Rocco and I haven't been in the mood or the gym is packed. We've walked on a treadmill for 20 minutes or 10, grabbed a coffee and went home. But just that habit of consistently showing up. Showing up and every what does he say? Every every decision you make is a vote for the kind of person you want to become. So do you want to become a gym healthy person? Not a gym person, but a healthy, strong person. Just show up. Just start with showing up. As you say, if it's 10 minutes, it's better than nothing. And it creates that habit. Totally. And now when we when I was sick on our last podcast, when I was recovering from that horrible tummy bug, I immediately oh, yeah. I was missing going just the just that system. I was missing the coming back, being fresh. Yeah. Like that and that's what has kept me consistent. Um so that environment's quite important. And I don't know if you've got any tips for those who are in especially work related, because I can relate to this being in a very much a uh a woman's world when it comes to PR, um, even in the UK and in South Africa, and being surrounded by women who spoke about weight loss all the time. Oh, it was like, yeah, about, I can imagine. Mm. So that industry was very, um, made me very conscious actually about like weight and food, etc. So if there's anyone out there that's on that side of the spectrum in their work environment, or someone who's perhaps in a work environment where the majority of the people around them are eating. Gatsby's for lunch because I know friends who yeah then it's even it's it's very hard I mean I think in that in that 
um, situation, if you do want to embark on a weight loss journey or a, a gaining strength journey, I do think it's quite important to reach out to somebody who can kind of be on your side, whether it's a personal trainer um, or a health and wellness coach and someone in that field who you feel will be on your team mm. um, and who can give you measurable goals because you can't improve what you're not measuring. So if you're just kind of blindly winging it and and then there's cake in the office and you, you've got kind of no parameters to work within, you don't think that piece of cake is going to make a difference. But if you're having that every day, it is going to make a difference. So I think just reaching out and getting kind of a support system in place, which will be part of your systems to create the habits, which will eventually get you to your goals, is is quite an important one. Um, and I think it's quite a dangerous space to be in if you've got 10 or 15 women in an office all talking about their latest fitness fad. And so many people say, oh, well, you know, intermittent fasting, that's it. That's the only thing that works and everybody must do it. And they're quite like dogmatic in their views. And and I think that comes with, without a lot of like education. So that's why I'm saying rope in a specialist. If you are feeling confused and you don't know where to start and it's all very overwhelming, everyone's got a different view um definitely get yeah definitely seek help from someone who's in the game yeah that's really good advice if i just look at um i often draw inspiration for why rocco as he ages he's always said it really means a lot to him to see another man who looks after himself especially in the business world and um i realized what he meant by that and it's very much what you're saying because i feel it now at the age that i'm at is that you look for a mentor or someone who's living a very like balanced and a similar life to either what you're trying to achieve or we are similar to yours and i think in that environment as well we've often spoken about we now admire just people that we meet in social occasions who are late 40s, 50s, and who've got this, not this extreme approach to health. They're sitting at a bra with us, having a balanced plate of like potatoes, whatnot, and a beer. But yet you can see they are active, look after themselves, they family, moms or dads, um, that's quite um, aspiring, and I think that is yeah. very a benefit is being surrounded by that or finding that, like outsourcing to a coach if you can't find that within in circles that you are social. Yeah, I think you it's inspiring, and your immediate thought almost is like respect because you know it takes hard work. You know it takes showing up. It takes showing up on the days when you really don't want to, um, and that's the hardest part. Um, so, yeah, I, m- mostly just like massive respect because you know it doesn't come easy. But at the same time, it's a decision you make. And I, I don't think overweight is being easy. Going to the gym is not easy. So it's almost like choose your hard. Um, and I also kind of think it's a it's a vote for the kind of person I want to be later on in life, which is healthy, fit, and strong to the best of my ability, live to see my grandchildren, all of that. So, so it's also a longevity thing which comes into play, which I think in your 20s, you just like, you know, you're invincible, you're winging it. You don't really care about that kind of thing. Um, but I think also just the balanced approach is also for me a huge, as you are half Italian, I'm married to an Italian. So, so much of our joy in our family is is around cooking. I mean, the first thing my husband says to me basically every morning is what's for dinner. And every Saturday he's like, what should we cook? So, I mean, I'm hardly in an environment where um, – 
it's very easy to to cut out food groups or whatever but having a balanced approach and still enjoying my life and I don't want my kids to to think oh mom doesn't eat this and mom doesn't enjoy doing this or we're making fish pasta and mom's got to have her salad like as long as there's balance involved which is much easier said than done hence why I think you should work in a professional um <laughs> Uh, yeah that that for me is key though is just like that it, exercise and, and and health should be enhancing your life not taking away from it totally it's so funny that you say that about the um, your household we exactly exactly the same. <laughs> always what's for dinner everything revolves around it um even when I still go and uh, visit my folks the first thing I do is go to the fridge <laughs> yeah no, and it's so like I love it. I absolutely love it. We pump the Italian music, and we've got a glass of wine, and the kids get involved in rolling the dough, and I absolutely love it. And I wouldn't change it for anything, and I wouldn't not eat that meal because of calories. No, totally. but am I going to eat that meal three times a day? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, when it comes to intermittent fasting, have you ever done it? Have you seen benefits? What's your take? Yeah, I've dabbled in it, to be honest. I think um, especially when it really was um, the next best thing about two years ago. Um, it didn't work for me personally because I wake up hungry. <laughs> and I often train I often train early, not five, but seven. So after after I've trained, I'm, I'm generally obviously hungry. And I also want to then nourish my body and give back and help my muscles recover and so for me, it didn't work, but I do know that from a health benefit point of view, there are there's a lot of research to say that it reduces inflammation in the body. So for like chronic diseases like Alzheimer's and asthma, um, things that are inflammatory, um, I think multiple multiple sclerosis, how do you say, it, um, is another one. Um, it can be very beneficial and also I think lowering blood pressure so I think there are definitely benefits to it and again it's what works for you so there's nothing magical really about it it, it gives you a window for people who don't who've never done it. it you kind of choose a window to fast in where you don't eat so like the most common one is 16 hours you don't eat and then eight. so it's called the 16-8 method and then you eat within eight hours um with an eight within an eight hour period but that doesn't mean you can just up and eat every everything that you get your hands on um but i think by reducing the the hours that you eat and it put naturally puts people into a calorie deficit and it, again it gives you like a measurable boundary mm. so i think that's why people like it like okay cool i've got until 6 p.m and then after that i'm not putting anything in my mouth so it gives you that boundary and um it works for a lot of people but Personally, I am much more the balanced type. As I said, breakfast is probably my favorite meal of the day. So if someone had to say to me, now wait until midday to eat, I might die. But I have done it before and I've, I, I didn't see massive benefits. But yeah. I do know that some people have lost huge amounts of weight. And again, if it's something that's sustainable for you and enjoyable and it helps you lose weight, then go for it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do it's not. If, if anything, it will benefit you. Yeah. I don't think it's going to do anything bad for you. 
Yeah, like you say, some people are the type of people that literally just want give me a exact X, Y, and Z to eat time frame, whatever it may be, and 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 they benefit from it because I know a lot of people that don't, don't actually enjoy cooking. They'll just eat the same meal every single day. Yeah, and just yeah, exactly. Mm. But um, my my one benefit um, of intermittent fasting that I sort of witnessed is. I've only been living with Rocco for a year and a half. And again, love food. I don't like eating on my own. That doesn't mean that I don't eat when I'm on my own. But mm. what ended up happening was I was starting to gain like unnecessarily weight. I was weight, not not a hell of a lot, but since living with him. And it would be because uh, we'd go do our sort of morning exercise he'd go, he'd intermittent fast and have his first like meal at 12 and then come home at um, for dinner. I'll have breakfast, lunch, and then dinner, have two portions or eat exactly the same. <laughs> so you just doubled up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like we're making burgers and I also want a second burger. And I'm like, I've always been like, yeah. that. so I'm saying I'm influenced. Like when I had colleagues who'd have chuckles at 10 a.m. because they've got PMS, I'd be like, oh, it's like that's not something I'll go buy, but it's there. Let me try it. Maybe 10 a.m. chuckles isn't that bad. <laughs> but I think that's the norm. And I think that's people are so hard on themselves and have been so like brainwashed by diet culture that you know how it should be. And if you just change the narrative, um, that there are no good and bad foods, that you know, it, it, like do what works for you and um. Yeah, if it, for me, it's a it's a much more balanced approach, and that that really works for me. It means that I don't need to binge on the weekends, and um, it means that I can kind of maintain my weight all year round. Yeah, hundreds. So that was the the two times that I can sort of do intermittent fasting just to get my because I'm in all the confessions are coming out. I'm also an emotional eater. So <laughs> what will happen? <laughs> but I think if you had to ask, like. 90% of women I think we all are like whether it's like PMSing had a fight with someone very yeah. stressed happy sad um, I, I 100% I'm when I moved to England so stressed it's the most stressful thing I've ever done I literally baked rusts every three days and I wouldn't <laughs> even wait for them to be dry before I would basically mowed down the batch because it just was comfort and it was home and it was anything to kind of cling to 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 help my my healing heart <laughs> so don't worry I don't I don't think that I don't I think it's it's pretty much the norm yeah so, so that's when intermittent fasting helps so I come back from holiday I'm feeling a bit sluggish because I've obviously overindulged okay. in all the things um or I'm trying to get back into I'm trying to get back into a routine and I know that, uh, you know, I, I make delicious dinners in the week and I want to eat the same amount or at least enjoy it without gaining weight. And that's where I sort of fast in the morning, yeah. have my lunch, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And that's where I've seen some benefit. Exactly. Like you're saying, it's just reducing my calories, but instead of, um, you know, balancing it out throughout three meals, I'll just make sure that the evenings I can have big fat dinner and a dessert. That's like that's absolutely- yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think again, it's like people just want simplicity. Like this is the window you can eat within, or don't touch carbs, or you know whatever it may be. Um, the watermelon diet, just eat watermelon. Like they want sim- simplicity because it's so. This, the industry is so overcrowded with so much bullshit. So people just like want 
to know, okay, I need to just do that and then it'll work. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. is it going to be sustainable? That's exactly what you, uh, a friend of mine said to me. She got, she literally said, hasn't seen me in ages. She went, what have you been doing? And I literally started because it's all the principles you teach that I can't summarize in one sentence. And when I yeah. started with neat protein, <laughs> then already she goes, yeah, but what do you, like, what do you, what are you doing? Yeah. She just wants one she wants answer. answer. She wants one answer. She wants you to say, I'm doing this new oh, okay. diet that's just been released in America. You can lose 10 kgs in a month. Yeah. That's what I've done. Yeah. That's what she wants to hear. All it is you don't eat. That's all. All you do is yeah, you just, you just drink water for a month. I promise you, it works like a dream. That's exactly <laughs> what they want to hear. It's so sad. It infuriates me, but that's why people go on such a long road. They get to 45. And they still don't understand why they can't lose the weight because they're not educated. Yeah. Sometimes I wondered if I wasn't, if it would just be as simple as, and because there's so much emotion and and psychology around weight loss, et cetera. I sometimes wonder if it would be, yeah, I don't know know what would be easier growing up. I think what you said earlier and what's something that I want to make sure our household has, which I know is tricky, is to not have those discussions that are always surrounded by weight and not like like exactly what you're saying, cutting out certain food groups um, for weight loss purposes or the aesthetic route. Or, yeah, those conversations can really sit with you for life. And it's not just in your home, of course. Like we said, it's also in... um, work situations as well um yeah let's chat about protein because <laughs> also oh, i love protein <laughs> <laughs> so i know for some i know so many people that say it's very hard because they they go to is to say they don't eat meat um so of course there are other ways of getting protein but before we get to protein sort of intake what are the major benefits and how do people listening know how much protein they should be um, consuming daily? So protein um, is basically the king of the macronutrients. So your macronutrients are your protein, your carbs, your fats. And um, the reason why, which is what people don't understand, why why it is so um important and will change your life if you focus on increasing your protein is that it has the highest thermic effect of food, which means you burn more to break it down. So you burn more calories breaking it down, which obviously is going to have a higher impact on your energy expenditure. So I think a protein is 20, it takes 20 to 30%. I don't know what it is. Let me actually check. 20 to 30% of the energy content of the food to break it down. Fats is 0 to 3% and carbs are 5 to 10%. So it's almost three times the amounts of fats and carbs energy-wise to break it down. And um, because it's requiring more energy to break it down, it means you're going to stay fuller for longer, which is always a win. It's going to reduce cravings. So your cravings are going to be down. It's got a whole, I mean, array of benefits from um, repairing your muscles. Um, I've said like your cravings. um, I mean, it also is very good for your bones and um, 
people, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously going to increase your fat burning ability. So if you're on a weight loss journey and you're not focusing on a protein target, even if you're not tracking it, just being mindful of it um, and knowing how much protein is in your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and your snacks, um, it's a game changer. Honestly, it's the one, two, two things have seriously impacted my keep main, maintaining my weight. Um, the first one was when I introduced carbs after I thought carbs were the devil. About uh, That was quite a while ago, probably five or six years ago. Um, immediately I lost like two to three kgs in like three weeks just because my body was like, fuck, you train so hard and you're not giving me the energy that I need. So I'm storing it. So I'm just going to hold on to it. So carbs for me were a game changer. And then the protein has just been everything in terms of cravings and helping me build muscle. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mindset shift, but it's now a, a complete priority within my diet. Yeah, your body is looking insane. And I would say, like you say, <laughs> I would say, um, protein's got a got a big part to play. In huge, it. huge, mm-hmm. huge. Um, yeah, and I think um, people, again, it's, it's such a hard topic because people aren't educated on it. So, cool, increase your protein. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, oh, I mean... Yeah, I must say eat steak. Or like, well, how do I do it for breakfast? So the, the hardest part when with my one-on-one clients or any ladies that I train is when I say increase your protein, I do give a protein target, which I ask them to track because it's the only way to know if you're hitting that target. So often they're like, okay, this is what I ate today. And then I put it, I work it out and it's like 70 grams. I'm like, darling, you need to double that. Yeah, oh, I don't know how to. Don't have half a scoop of whey, have one scoop of whey. Don't have half a chicken breast, have a whole chicken breast. So often the most basic thing of increasing protein is just to eat more protein. I know it, does, it seems like a lot, a tin of tuna. Sorry. Oh, are you there? Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> eating, eating a tin of tuna seems like a lot. That's 30 grams of protein. That's what you want in your lunch. I can tell you right now, you probably won't need a snack between one and five if you have a full tin of tuna. The people are like, oh, no, I only have a half because in their mind, it's if I eat less, I'm going to weigh less. And yeah. it's, it doesn't work like that necessarily. Oh, it's complex. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it, and it's not as straightforward because I know that there's deprogramming that I'm often doing in my head. Um, but with the protein side of things, I found that I thought I was eating a lot of protein. And of course, my mind went to, oh, I must eat more meat. And I don't like to eat a lot of meat. We don't actually eat, um, especially not red meat. Um, but then things like that have really changed because I've seen massive benefit from like my whole body composition has changed. since. Totally. My mind has totally changed. Totally changed. Mm-hmm. Literally. I'm, I'm shocked. Three kids heading to 40 and I've like changed the shape of my body and I've been training for 20 plus years. Yeah. So, I mean, I know I've increased my strength training in combination with that, but I know that the protein has been a massive game changer for me. I 100% agree with you. I think some of the easier parts um, of incorporating protein have definitely been like uh, egg whites. If I don't have egg whites in the fridge and I can't stuff that in like oats or with my scrambled eggs, um, then I like find it really hard to like, that's like one thing. 
yeah to hit yeah. my protein that and then I started introducing again cottage cheese and yogurt things that I cut out for so long because of my hormones I went through like hit city mm, adult acne I had a lot of inflammation had a lot of like things but now on a more balanced and in a healthier state I can incorporate a lot of those foods again which obviously helps a lot with with protein intake yeah, hugely. Um, and then just a disclaimer there, it's not like now go crazy on protein because protein still contains calories. Yeah. But so that's why it's important when you have your calorie, when you have your protein target to do it within your calorie target. So that's why I'm pro tracking because it gives you something measurable which you can improve on and you can target it every day. Love that. And how would you say um, people can tackle a healthier, sustainable, I don't I don't like to say weight loss journey because weight loss is just something that you'd want to do temporarily because you don't want to always be in no. calorie deficit or even just thinking about just weight loss. It's like no. so refreshing being in my 30s and actually I think it's also just like you said, wiser, don't give as much of a shit. But being having that freedom to just love food for what it is and to ch- make healthy choices, but to also like last night we had two bowls of cocoa pops and it was just so <laughs> good because I'm on so, my yeah. period and yeah. yeah and I'm on my period and if I didn't have that last night today would have been an absolute shit show because yeah, yeah. I would have given in and just bombed. <laughs> but you know now that you are you you know better you know what's in those your bowl of cocoa pops and cool i hope you enjoyed every crunch <laughs> it's so good so good yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so how would you say someone could t- take on a sort of incorporating more healthy foods without um having that mindset or even giving in to the more expensive health products out there the healthy fads out there because it is very hard walking into uh, any grocery store and being bombarded by all the health products or you think the gluten-free cookies are good for you because it's gluten-free but it's still yeah so how do you even approach that um without busting the bank yeah I think I mean you absolutely can eat a well-rounded healthy diet and lose weight or not gain weight on a budget 100 percent I mean, it doesn't have to be fa- fancy, flashy. I mean, I my my biggest advice would be to actually like, keep it simple. Like, um, you know, yeah, I, I think if you are trying to control the amount of fats and stuff that you put into your diet, the simpler the better, especially in the beginning. Um, and you will see progress. But I think that um yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a hard one because again the industry is just bombarding you with all the stuff which you think is healthy and if you don't know how to read a nutritional label then you do think the gluten-free bread is going to be better than the whole grain bread meanwhile it's probably got double the calories. So it's again it's about educating yourself and if you really are feeling lost and overwhelmed it's about reaching out. Go and see a dietitian. There's a reason they studied for so many years. Reach out to a health and wellness coach. Um the more education you have, the more empowered you'll be to make the right decisions. And then once you're empowered, you, you've got flexible eating or intuitive eating, which is kind of the goal. Mm. You want to be able to go when I'm going to France on, on Sunday for a week and there's no way in hell I'm not going to have a croissant probably every day. Yeah. Like, 
I know what's in it, um, but that's the thing. I, I I know how to fit it in now to my life, and I think I think that's the key is empowerment and education. I think the the biggest investment you can make is in yourself, and whether that's in the form of a therapist or, as I said, a personal trainer or whatever it may be. People don't even think they go to I don't know country road and drop three grand, but that three grand could go towards changing your life forever totally I love that I love that I've said that the other day as well it's so interesting for me as well in business working with small businesses and startups and a lot of them complaining about um finance and not being like in a position that they want to be but then yet no one's prepared to put money aside to invest in their business or to invest in courses and upskilling, but they're very quick to go spend that money at a Woolworths, Woolworths grocery shop or on clothing. So it's just, it's a, it's an interesting, if you want it bad enough, yeah, get those experts involved and really, like you say, educate yourself. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to completely control your life. And can I just say that even Every coach needs a coach. I've got a coach. He keeps me on the straight and narrow. I check in with him weekly. He's helping me with my program. I'm learning so much from him. There's no limit to the amount you can learn. And hopefully I'm imparting all of that to the ladies that I coach. And as we've said a million times, when you know better, you do better. So this journey is a continual growth path. Exactly. That is exactly what I wrote down on my notes to end with. Off with. Yeah. Thank you, Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> when you know do you know better, you do better. Thanks so much again for your time, and I'm sure we'll have another another chit chat very soon. Such a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I loved it. Pleasure. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.